welcome to a- another episode of Parks and Conversation, a podcast where we just take some time to rewatch and discuss the NBC classic sitcom Parks and Recreation. And uh, this is something we've been doing uh, for almost a year now. And uh, we are having a great time. And we, it, it includes Jason, that's me, and across town, Jeremy. Say hi, Jeremy. Hey, how's it going? Oh, man, it is going so, so well. And uh, I know, listener, last week we warned you that there could be some delays and some tripping over each other's lines because we were using a video thing. And then we both realized hey, we're ugly enough. We don't need to see each other while we talk about the beauty that is parks and recreation. And so hopefully today will be a much smoother recording than last week. So uh, I'm excited. Jeremy, guess what? I'm excited too. Oh, no, what? Yeah, we, uh, we, we have a town forum that we have to go to. Oh. Yeah. So um, let me uh, put out an, a notice to the town. It's time for some email. Email. This is from, from Brianne, listener Brianne. Um, and, uh, she, first of all, her subject line is seasoning is just food cologne, <laughs> which is a line that you said, Jeremy and, uh, Brianne I... said, brilliant, brilliant. And she is responding to best steakhouse. Uh, Brianne comes all the way from the tropical climes of Puyallup. Mm. And, uh, so we asked like, what are some of the best steakhouses? We asked listeners to tell us their favorites. And, uh, Brianne wrote back to say, you know what? The whole pandemic thing. Uh, it's been uh, difficult because uh, you got to eat the steak in the restaurant. So she says, I'm a huge fan of professionally cooked steak house meal. However, it's been far too long as it's my belief that this is the type of meal that can only be had on site. Brought directly out from the kitchen the way the chef intended it. Cooked to perfection and covered with melting butter. At this time of not really being able to dine indoors, I just can't imagine that if I were to order a delicious steak, rare or medium rare, that it would survive the car ride back to my house and maintain any sort of acceptable temperature slash doneness. I suppose I could order and eat the meal in my car in the parking lot. But again, that setting would dishonor the meal, as it is my opinion that a steak dinner with all the fixins is the perfect food. My death row meal, death row meal, if you will. And uh, as I was reading this, I, I was struck with great sadness at the idea of a to-go steak. I totally agree with Brianne. <laughs> like, you have to eat it at the restaurant. Steaks to-go? Sounds awful. There's, there's no, like, steak wrap supreme? Like a crunch wrap, no. like, steak to-go? No. Fold no, it, it in? It was... I mean, I would eat that, like, Taco Bell concoction. I mean, I'm, an, I'm, a, I'm a human being with emotions and a heart, and I'm trying to kill that heart with Taco Bell food. Mm -hmm. And... Um, but like the idea of get, calling up Daniels and saying, yeah, I'd like a, uh, I'd like the ribeye and I'd like that in a styrofoam box <laughs> and I'd like to eat it a half hour after I got home. <laughs> Just microwave it when you get back. Oh, oh. wow. You would, would you, would you, would you do that? Would you take a steak home to microwave it? Well, first of all, I would just start by microwaving it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't pay to have some. No, I absolutely not. That's disgusting. I, I'm, at the I'm very microwave steaks, <laughs> always. At the very least, I would poke some holes in the styrofoam so it stays, <laughs> it stays fresh. Yeah, get the air moving because yeah. yeah, that's 
one thing about that styrofoam container. I mean, the only food that can actually survive the trip home in a styrofoam container is teriyaki. That's true. Everyone knows it. Yeah. Um, but you don't the, want steam. Uh, you don't want steam steak. No, 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 no. So, yeah. So I, I uh, the other sad thing is the idea of eating a steak in, in your, your car. car. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I was like, okay. But if you had to, if that was the only way. Yeah, I mean, if I had to eat a steak, I well, this is what I would do. If I if the restaurant is closed. I would get it and I would ask the server to like come out to my car, like, you know, curbside, but I would bring a table and I would eat it there. <laughs> I just see the Flintstones thing, like in the intro, when he gets the huge like brontosaurus ribs attached to his mm, car. Yes. Like on the, on the tips on, over and the tips over. Oh, that'd yeah. be awesome. Gigantic meat, meat platter just attached to the side of your car. That would be fantastic. Yeah. There's yeah, ways meat. around it, guys. Yeah. We can, we just have to problem solve. So. Yeah, and then uh, Brienne also lists some uh, places in Puyallup mm-hmm. um, that, you know, she says we should avoid. There's plenty <laughs> of the uh, there's plenty of the usual chain steakhouses that Ron would no doubt avoid. You'd have to go with a local place like Crockett's Public House, which happened to be featured in Diners, Drive-ins, and Dives. And I would love to find that episode to see if Guy Fieri can say Puyallup. Um, Puyallup. We're out here in Puyallup. <laughs> hometown of Flavortown, and we're going to meet the mayor governor of Flavorville all aboard the Flavortown Express. Um, so I would love to try out this Crockett's Public House. It sounds good. And she also recommends El Gaucho, which is an, mm-hmm. a, a chain in our region. I don't know if it's everywhere else in America um, or Stanley and Seifert. Yes. Up on the hill. You've been there. Yes. A long time. It's, oh. a, it's a classic uh, prom destination. I, I mean, I shouldn't say it's just, but it's like fancy place. There's like two bridges. You can see it when you go through the Tacoma construction zone. If you look up, if you're heading south from Seattle, look up to mm-hmm. your left after you pass the gigantic casino. Can't mm-hmm. miss it. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Stanley Seifert's up on the hill. It's pretty cool. All right. Well, I'll have to uh, make these a destination post pandemic. I think any place called put with public house in it also sounds pretty cool. Like, like you know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's not going to suck. Yeah. Well, I don't want to go to a private house. Right. That they they awful, wouldn't even know you're coming. No. Where's the steak? Knock, knock, knock. Where's the steak, lady? Hold on. Let me microwave it quick. Speaking of imposing, mm-hmm. uh, listener Christy writes, we asked last week about uh, candy for um, cats. <laughs> yes. Uh, in last uh, at last recording, and uh, Christy mentioned Kit Kats with candy corn, which sounds terrible. Yeah, because cats um, is right in the name. Yeah, it's got cat in the name, but the candy corn, you know. Kit Kat candy I corn. Don't know. Mm. You know what is a real monster move? And my daughter does this just to bother me. And she saw it on the internet, and she does it. She gets a Kit Kat from like Halloween candy, <laughs> and it's just the two yeah. sticks, you know? Eats it right in the and middle. She, she bites it. <laughs> Like she doesn't break it in half yeah. and eat a stick. She just bites it like a monster. Um, so I don't know. I, I, I just pray for her. Uh, and then also Christy goes on to say the base ice cream should be the Biscoff cookie butter flavor as an homage to whatever the German muffin is. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So thank you. Uh, any other emails or notices for the town forum, please send those to parks and conversation at gmail.com. We'd love to uh, hear from you. And also be sure to tell your friends about this uh, show that you endure. And you can label it old business and new business. I mean, we have, you know, mm-hmm. uh, a hierarchy. What's it called? Somebody's, there's like a handbook. 
Robert's Rules of Orders. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, and, uh, you know, I was telling Jeremy beforehand that we were overwhelmed with email. I said we had two, to which Jeremy said, that's not overwhelmed. That's whelmed. So <laughs> I'm going to explain this whole joke because you said to write it down. <laughs> well, yeah, I didn't mean so like I did. say it. <laughs> and then I'm, I didn't know how to work it in organically. So I'm going to modify, I'm going to GMO this conversation. I had a kid. And, uh, uh, and then, then I said, due to whelming response, registrations are still open. And then Jeremy said, write that down. <laughs> We're still accepting email, I think. I think yeah, that was we're the still point. Accepting I don't plenty know. Plenty of email. So, um, yeah. And it's been uh, fun getting to know our listeners a little bit better through email and uh, hearing what you guys are enjoying about parks and recreation. And uh, today's episode is a monumental episode of this show. And it's one of those things where you sit down to watch a, com- a comedy show and you're like, just make me laugh. Don't make me feel. And, uh, uh, every time I watch this one, I, I, I tear up a little bit. Not going to lie. I get emotional mainly because of dead pigeons. Pigeons. But, uh, yep. t- today's episode is season three, episode nine. It's called fancy party. And, uh, the basic premise is, uh, Andy and April are throwing a fancy party for their friends. Is it a murder mystery? Is it a costume party? Wait and see. It's not either of those. It's a wedding. They get married today. Huzzah. But before that all happens, before all that happens, they're cold open. They're sitting in a, in a meeting in the conference room with Ben, leading the most boring meeting possible about parking spaces and recycling uh, protocols, <laughs> which uh, this is, you know, this is a government building in the 2000s. And it seems like they've never recycled before the way Ben talks about it. Like every department will get blue recycling bins. Like this is the new like big initiative for uh, for the city hall of Pawnee, Indiana. We're recycling. Jason, I, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I hate to stop you here, but um, there are still places that don't recycle. You know, I believe that. No, no. Like I'm, I, 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 I'm related to somebody who lives in an area where just recently I was like, Hey, where do you want me to put the recycling? And they looked at me and go recycling. Huh. It's all, it's all the same bin. Uh, so I'm oh. just, I'm just saying, I know, I know it's a government, it's Indiana. Wait till they get Nirvana. It, it makes sense. You know, I can't. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, I was at Costco yesterday. I'm sorry. Uh, it was fine. I saw a, a friend. Which was nice. I haven't seen these people since the before times, really. And so it was nice to run into them. I was like, I recognize those eyebrows. <laughs> um, and uh, but there was a dude walking around. Speaking of like weird places um, and people, there was a dude walking around with a COVID-1984 T-shirt. <laughs> and like, I was like, OK, you're here. You're wearing the mask and you're wearing this COVID-1984 T-shirt. And then like, I was like, whatever, just don't. Don't, don't, don't create a backstory for this guy in my brain. That's what I'm telling myself. <laughs> but then he turns the corner around the pile of avocados and uh, he's wearing shorts and sandals and socks. It's February. This guy is just full of bad ideas. <laughs> well, weather's not going to tell him what to do or, no, or where. Or, the government <laughs> or like every, but Costco said, 
you need to wear this mask. He's like, fine, I'll do it. He might have been one of those guys who was like laying on the ground on Twitter at one point. Like people were filming him and he's like, but I I really like their avocados. <laughs> we all we, so, um, we all have to make sacrifices. We all have to make sacrifices. We're in this together, COVID-1984 guy. Anyway, uh, that's neither here nor there. But yeah, recycling's a thing. Ben's leading this boring meeting and Ron, Ron has a way to spice up the meeting and also assert dominance, which seems to be uh, one of the most important things like Ron's hierarchy of like uh, import, like Maslow has the hierarchy of needs. Ron's mm-hmm. hierarchy of needs are like steak, brunette, women, <laughs> breakfast food, Honor. and asserting dominance. Yeah. <laughs> and so <laughs> uh, he, uh, he starts like grunting and like, Oh, my tooth hurts. And they're like, should you go to the dentist? Like, no, I don't like dentists. And then he proceeds to take out his Leatherman knife with the the pliers and pull his tooth out <laughs> and everybody freaks out and like April leaves, people are screaming and that cut cuts to a talking head is like, uh, yeah, the dentist pulled this out yesterday, but it's always a good idea to show your employees that you can endure great pain <laughs> and cuts to Tom and he's passed out on the floor. Yeah. It's always great to see. Um, it's always fun seeing Tom faint. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I love that cold open has nothing to do with the rest of the show it's just a great little uh great little moment of ron's power and so and that is a actual uh like fake tooth that ron has oh i I remember after his uh after that one aired i heard her interview was like yeah i have a he has an insert like a implant tooth that he can take out and stuff so that was a real deal so fun times way to to use your you know real life stuff for the show it really makes it makes it more real i yes it does i don't know <laughs> way to use your real life stuff <laughs> makes it real yeah you know for, for your stuff for your fake show right yeah i mean i know nick offerman has done other movies and other stuff but he will always be ron swanson so he might as well make his actual life line up with his pretend life um so yeah so credits and then it comes to andy and april in the office inviting people to a dinner party and you know it's official because andy is wearing rollerblades yeah i love how sweaty he looked too (laughs) yes because i've been working real hard well i always imagine like like chris pratt is actually like well well, everyone's trying to do stuff he's off actually rollerblading around somewhere and then they're like okay it's your turn like it's your it's time for your scene he's like okay and he's just sweaty because he's been (laughs) rollerblading around because i think that's who he is he's just a big kid yeah, well, how do you think he got so fit for Guardians of the Galaxy? It's rollerblade. Rollerblading. Yeah. Yeah. Never skip leg day. Um, and so they are inviting people to a dinner party. And part of the inc- invitation is request to bring stuff. Um, and uh, <laughs> people think it's ridiculous. But Leslie thinks it's adorable. We could really go on a journey with Leslie on this episode. Um, because she's like, they're young and they're in love and they want to share it before the world. Um, but you know, they need things like silverware and steak and, uh, bring cooked steak. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and then, you know, Ben and, and Leslie run into each other in the hallway and, uh, Leslie's like, Hey, you're going to the party. And she's like, yeah, they want me to bring a, a 3d TV, 3d glasses and a 3d version of avatar. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, so everybody, the, the, the things that are going to happen at this party, it's really hard to tell at this point. Yeah. Um, but Ben takes this opportunity to ask Leslie, Hey, you know, 
Uh, my boss in Indianapolis wants me to come back and keep doing that job. But Chris also offered me a job here in Pawnee. What should I do? And as we have seen over the last couple episodes, their feelings for each other are growing. And uh, Leslie is unsure about how to respond. And so she's like, oh, I don't know. It's a good city. It's a good time. You need to make a pros cons list, which is a great way to uh, deflect to, from giving advice to say, you need to make a pros and cons list. I don't need to be a part of that. See ya. <laughs> um, that's how I do it. Um, but yeah, so Ben is like, oh, okay, that's kind of weird. Uh, you, and then it cuts to we should Anne. make we should make a website that's just like pros and like you have a decision and mm-hmm. you make a pros and cons list and then other mm-hmm. people can add to that. Oh, my gosh. That is such a fun idea. And, and and or make fun of it, too. Like, whatever. It's, it's you know, Thunderdome style. Anybody can do anything. And then right. hopefully that helps you make a decision or really talk you out of something. Wow. I never thought of that. The meteor could destroy the earth. I don't know. You know, like. All right. Yeah. Who's in? Uh, Prosandcons.com. This site is temporarily unavailable. Oh. Let's try it. Let's try it out. How about, what about cons and pros? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Cons and pros.com or like should no, you gotta go org. dot com. No. <laughs> We're doing a service here. It's not a org. <laughs> kind people told me the site sucks. It's like a way to bed for some new one that won't be such a crap. <laughs> Makes it have a better day than I am having. Oh my gosh. This is the coolest. <laughs> oh my gosh. Go to everybody. Go. Whatever you're doing, driving, whatever. Pull over to the side of the road. Go to consandpros.com. Uh, <laughs> you will not be delighted. You will not be disappointed. You will be delighted. <laughs> I don't know what delighted is, but oh my gosh. This is the coolest thing I've ever seen. This is like the best internet website of all time. <laughs> kind people told me this site sucks. So you'll wait a bit. <laughs> so you'll wait a bit for some new one that won't be such a crap. Oh my gosh. There's a link. Do I dare click this link? Uh, no, Copy it, heading link. it copies the heading to your so Copy I th- the clipboard. Now I have this. Oh, oh no. <laughs> now you have such a Thanks crap. And have a better day than I am having. Oh my word. This is great. Oh, we, okay. We are we are now. Okay. I'm gonna look at pros and cons.org. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> Britannica Procon.org, reliable, nonpartisan, and empowering. Uh-oh. Cancel culture. <laughs> I'm going to cancel looking at this website. At the same time, uh, Anne is uh, goes to single tonight, and uh, she's mm-hmm. she gets yeah. she gets her name tag from the lady who's setting this up. She's like, so how does this work? Do I talk to people? And she's very awkward. And the lady's like, do you not know how this works? Am I trying? Do you want me to teach you how to flirt? And uh, she's like, all well, right. She said specifically, are you asking me to teach you how to flirt with men? Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and then Anne gets offended, like, okay, easy. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. But, you know, the way they have structured Anne in this show is that, you know, from Leslie's point of view, Anne is so beautiful. She's never had to try to, to flirt yeah. or to, uh, you know, go to a singles night. She's never done this before. So Anne is l- literally in uncharted waters for her. And so, like, no one's telling her the rules. And we find out why when she runs into Donna in a little bit. And uh, Donna says, uh, this is a zero-sum game. Yeah, I love that. If if you get that man, I don't get that man. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so Donna is, uh, you know, just saying everyone's out here for themselves. So we're uh, 
I'm not going to help you. Um, so it's a pretty intense uh, situation that Anne has found herself in. Um, but cut back to the party. It's happening. People are showing up. It looks lively. Yeah. And uh, Ron and Jerry are standing there and Tom comes up <laughs> and Jerry is wearing what I would call a, a, a shirt that inspired Tiger King. <laughs> it is. Uh, I don't know if it's sequins, but it's definitely shiny. It looks like some, and, yeah, like some kind of like stripey crushed velvet velour, you know, oh. like black and gold. It's bad. Yeah, it's it's quite ugly. And uh, Jer- uh, Tom is starts saying like, hey, you know, I know I make a lot of fun of you about a lot of different things, but that shirt is really something. And then he just he, he's trying to compliment him, but he totally can't keep a straight <laughs> face. Laughs him, laughs at his face. That shirt is ridiculous. Um, and uh, Jerry is proud of it. It's like his party shirt. Gail got it for him. Um, but it is a ridiculous shirt. And uh, yeah, so then we meet Oren. April comes and says, hey, everybody. April or Leslie's like, hey, everybody, April's friend Orin is here. He's way too intense. Don't give him any details about your personal life. (laughs) (laughs) And he's standing in the corner and he's like a goth kid. Yeah. And just like super intense. So um, he has a he has a cape. Yeah. Which I think you and I have talked about, you know, capes would be quite practical in, in, you know, trying to keep you warm. It's like a blanket for outside. Yeah. And, you know, I would be okay with it. Like it's a hoodie blanket it's good stuff plus we all get to look like we're in lord of the rings which is like my you know top 10 goals pros and cons about whether or not to look at the like the lord of the rings <laughs> um but that comes back because uh we find out later ben wasn't really a fan of peter jackson's interpretation um so the uh we meet Orin, and then chris shows up and uh he's holding a tupperware container of something and they say, uh, oh, Chris, you're here. He's like, yeah, they asked me to br- bring a cake, but I brought a vegetable loaf instead. Um, and Ron is not having it. <laughs> he says, not only did you not bring cake, but this thing exists. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're depriving people of cake. <laughs> <laughs> so I would, I would also be very upset. Yeah, cake is like one of the best parts of having to go to a wedding. Like when people, like when somebody says like, like, you know, like as a as a husband of of somebody, well, because you you work at a church, so you also probably go to a lot of weddings. But being the husband of a nurse, their nurse, you know, situation, they have a ten. I don't know why there seems to be like these seasons of like lots of weddings, and you end up going to. And every mm-hmm. time she said, "Hey, this we have a wedding," the first thing I think of is at least there's cake, because yeah. weddings weddings for other people you don't know are are unfortunately really boring. And I don't know if you know this, I'm not really a, like a people person. So what? really like looking forward to cake and not even the food because the food is so hit or miss. Like, and, and you can't, you can't really judge the food. I feel because not everybody has a ton of money to throw at a wedding. It's like, you mm-hmm. know, they're doing their best. That's fine. I get it. You know, your salmon is, is farm tilapia from Costco. It's fine. I don't care. It's fine. Cause that's not even salmon, but the cake, the cake, you can save it all with the cake. And that's my feeling about that. I would agree with you. One million percent. Boom. So, yeah, I think the cake is the only reason to go to a wedding. Like, um, I, I, I got I got mad when Chris showed up with the vegetable loaf. I get that that's his too. thing. I was like, dude, that's not. Uh, so I was I was on Ron's side, you know. Yeah, I, I completely agree. One of the most disappointing things about weddings for me is that we just have to wait too long for <laughs> the cake. Yeah. 
I think there should be but, like a cake bar, like you know, like like it's an oh open drink. Gosh, it's like yes. open open drink bar, right? Like we can drink anytime you want. Why can't we have cake anytime we want, people? Like let that yeah. would make that would make the other half of your of of your guests happy, the ones that don't drink or yeah. just really want cake, right? Which is it should be everybody. Um, the yeah, I think part of the reason why they space the cake out is because they know if they serve the cake too early, oh, everyone I will leave. Well, and it's a thing like, you know, like, like, like the cutting of the cake, the ceremonial, you know, or will they, won't they smash it in there? You know, I don't know. But at the, at the, mm-hmm. I, I mm-hmm. just want to, let's just eat it. You know, let's, yeah. let's take the power away from the cutting of the cake and put it in the hands of, of the people. Put it in the hands of the eating of the cake. Yeah. 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 I'm with you. Okay. I think that's a great idea. And I think, uh, yeah, I think the cake bar, great idea. I think if we could just encourage people, listen, single folks out there, if you are listening to this, you know, you're probably going to be single for a while. But um, the if we were able to convince you as you are getting married that you should not get food and only do cake. Oh, wow. You will save money for your wedding mm-hmm. and people will be happier. Agreed. Which is what you want at your wedding. So and I people solved it. And people would just be so like energetic. Like they like all they have to eat is sugar. They'd be uh-huh. dancing and partying. They'd think it was the best day ever. I yeah, totally. Fill them up with sugar and booze from your open bar. Yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be a great party. <laughs> throw out throw out, you know, a couple bowls of mixed nuts or something for protein. But other than that, I think you're good. Or beef jerky. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even have to like refrigerate it or nothing. You just throw out some bags of oh boy Alberto. <laughs> Like you guys, you'll eat it when you're hungry. I think Open it up. it's just a bag of farts everywhere. I think we're throwing April and Andy's wedding now. <laughs> it actually sounds exactly like what's going to happen. So, um, yeah. So, uh, party's picking up and we already talked about Donna and her every woman for herself thing. So party's picking up Andy's putting out more food. He's wearing an apron. He's going to put out some bagel bites, firing those up. Uh, and April comes into the kitchen and she's dressed up and she's like, uh, Andy's like, I'm not supposed to see you. And this is the first clue that to Leslie something weird is happening. It's like, what's going on? And they say, we're getting married today. Um, and then Leslie starts questioning to everything. Each, to each other. <laughs> yeah, to each other. Uh, and so Leslie starts questioning everything, all of the decisions. Um, and uh, she has a talking head where she says relationships need planning. Um, and, uh, you know, I think it's at this part where she's like, it took me four years to find a... Uh, a a stylist and we still fight all the time um and uh you know so she is not having it she's not she thinks they're going to ruin their lives and then she goes and tells the office team about the wedding and she's trying to stop it and ron says it's not their place to stop this wedding and so um yeah so things are going ahead nobody's jumping on with leslie to try to ruin the party by just ha- like lo- showing her love for her friends by stopping their wedding so <laughs> yeah um yeah it uh then cuts to uh ann back at the at the bar the singles event and she is terrible at talking to men is what i wrote she asks a man um what uh what do you do for work and he says i'm a manager at a sports uh like a like a sports authority type store and she's like oh yeah me too (laughs) which one i'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) and then uh she's she says, what are you drinking? And she laughs and says, yeah. 
and just like, I couldn't hear you. So, so you just laughed and said, yeah. And so like, she's not good at this Dude, at I, all. I have done that so many times. Like I cannot just even tell and you. Say, yeah. just, just like, like, oh. And they're like, no, seriously. I was like, what? <laughs> like, oh no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think that is a pretty human response to an awkward situations. Just like, I'm just going to smile and nod and try to get through this. Um, and, uh, Anne's terrible at it. And Donna sees what's happening. And she comes over and is like, that was the worst thing I've ever seen. Are you, did you, were you raised in the woods? Are you Nell from the movie Nell? Um, which I have a niece named, uh, named Nellie. And uh, that is what my kids call her. Like her nickname for them, for her nickname for my kids is Nell from the movie Nell. <laughs> have they um, watched Nell? The movie Nell? No, they Nell? had no idea. They, did, they didn't even know it was a real thing. Like they just started saying it and I was like, you know, this is a real movie. Uh, like what? Yeah. Um, and then Tom volunteers to be Andy's best man, which is if I know anything about being a best man, it's you don't volunteer for that. It's something somebody asks you to do. So he volunteers because it's a life goal uh, because he lives his life like he's in a Vince Vaughn movie. It's a baller um, position. It is. So he uh, is trying to get in on this being a best man thing. Then Leslie tries to convince April to make a pros and cons list as well about whether or not to uh, marry Andy today. Um, and so she's like, why, why don't we go home, make a pros and cons list and not do this? And uh, April's like, look, I probably should marry him and then I'll divorce him and then I'll marry him again. Like She's just so <laughs> committed to this man that they've been dating for a month, but she's been pining for him for, you know, years. Lock it down, April. So, yeah, make it happen. Why wait? Um, and so, uh, Andy comes in is like, Hey, the justice of the peace lady needs to know your middle name. <laughs> so they're getting married without <laughs> yeah. even knowing each other's middle names. This is a good warning sign. And Leslie is, is right. There are a lot of things you don't know about each other. Um, that's why every conversation I start with, what's your middle name? <laughs> just so in case, I, just in case you get married to someone. Well, not just in case I get married to someone, but in case like, hey, we're going to start a business today. We're going to start a website called consandpros.com. Dot <laughs> org. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and so we are uh, going to need to know each other's middle names. Like that kind of, I want to, you know, remove all the easy barriers. Right. So, and it turns out her middle name is Roberta. And Andy says, ew, gross. <laughs> <laughs> and then yells out to the crowd, Roberta. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So now everybody knows her middle name. Um, and, uh, yeah, so then cuts back and Donna's giving some advice to to Anne, like scribble your name tag so they have to work for your name. And, uh, you know, and then she gets two shots and Anne's like, I'm good. And Donna's like, OK. And she drinks both of them. She was <laughs> never going to offer them no. to Anne. They were always going to be for her. Um, and so now things are getting real at the the party here. Um, and uh, and then cuts back to. To and Andy and April's party and Andy asks Ron and Chris if they would like to be his best man. Um, and Tom is right there and he's like shocked what's happening. Um, and then Andy tells, comes up to Jerry and he's like, Jerry, that shirt is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> and then asks another guy if he would be his best man. So, um, so Tom is like, all right, all these people are, are Andy's best man. So he clearly doesn't know what a best man is. So Tom's like, all right, I'll throw him a bachelor party. So he stands up on a couch and asks if there are any strippers there. Or anybody who dances, maybe if you had a little bit so much to drink. So I love how Tom Ron just like runs, runs up to him and like is trying to like, what are you doing, son? <laughs> He's just trying to shut it yeah. down, like knock right. it off. 
Um, so Leslie is tra- also trying to shut it down. And so she calls Anne like, hey, come back, come over here. And April and Andy are getting married. Come kiss him or her or whatever. Like do something to stop this thing, um, and which puts Anne in a bit of a funk. Uh, and she's now questioning her whole evening. And then cuts to a talking head where Leslie says relationships, you know, they require time there. If you come up too fast, you can get the bends. I know this because when I was deep sea uh, diving with uh, my a boyfriend, I said, I love you. And he shot up to the surface so fast he got the bends. <laughs> so um, and then it cuts to Ben talking to Oren and he tells Oren, no, I haven't thought about how I'm going to die. <laughs> Um and Leslie's like they're getting married and well, no, Ben's no, wait, wait, the best it's like the best quote is like uh no I haven't thought about how I'm gonna die wait are you asking me or telling me <laughs> yes <laughs> and I love how Oren never says anything like it's just no he just keeps staring <laughs> yeah um and uh so then Leslie's like Andy and April are getting married and Ben says wow my Brita filter's older than their relationship. Should I change my Brita filter? <laughs> Depends on how much you use it. I don't know. Yes. <laughs> like it's a whole. Stay like, focused. <laughs> yeah. Like she answers the question, yes. but also is like, we need to get back on track. Um, and we used to, do, do you have a Brita filter? Have I you used... ever had a Brita filter? Oh yeah. Yeah. And yeah, we had one for a long time and um, it was one of those things like, this is a lot of work and I don't know if it's actually doing anything. Yeah. And, and it's free. Right. And then you just like, it's free. It comes out of my tap for free. What am I? It's, it feels like it's like extra steps and money. Yeah. And you have to like pay attention to the little monitor on the top of the Brita filter to tell you like, Hey, you're almost a failure. <laughs> if you drink water out of this now, you're bringing disease into your life. <laughs> like what a terrible thing. So yeah, please, please pay uh, seven ninety nine to reset your disease counter. Yeah. No, thank you. I'm just going to trust that the Alderwood wastewater <laughs> sewer, whatever district, whoever's getting water into my house, they know what they're doing. Yeah. Sure. It's fine. I mean, it's chunky sometimes, but Su- that's vitamins. Got to trust sewage Joe, man. <laughs> sewage Joe. Uh, so then uh, Andy comes out with a fancy announce- announcement, and <laughs> I wish I could quote it, but I can't. <laughs> but he's trying to sound fancy, saying the, the thing's going to start over there in 15 minutes. Um. And uh, so it's all happening. The party's happening and Andy, everybody gathers and he says, I know this is a surprise, but today is our wedding. And Andy is wearing the jersey that April gave him for Christmas in season two. It is the nicest. It is the nicest shirt he owns. (laughs) I fully believe that. (laughs) I, I don't think he owns a shirt that you would wear to a wedding. Like, because he has you know, the flannel shirts he wears. Yeah. And, but. and not to get, and like you said, like it is the one that April gave him and for the present. And so, you know, I, I think it was, it was a nod to that. Like, Hey, this is, this was like when this is even before they were dating. So yeah, I don't know. It's really yeah. cool. And it's like, this was a meaningful gift that April gave to him. So at the wedding, it makes sense for him to wear this because it's from her and he loves her. She loves him. It's fantastic. And as the wedding starts, I, uh, I, I just wrote down, it's a pretty great wedding. Yeah. It's low key. Friends and family are there. It's at somebody's house. Bur- it's a pretty great wedding. Burley's. Yeah. It's at Burley's house. Cause technically Andy doesn't have a house. Yeah. Um, and, uh, their vows are great. April's vows are essentially, I never really seem to hate, seem to hate you. Yeah. Um, which is, I, hate, I hate a lot of things except not really you. 
Right, which is great. We'll take it. Uh, Andy's vows focus on defending April from everyone. Uh, and he's like, I'm getting mad just thinking about it. <laughs> him, so, him, and he points to the the, the officiant, which is a lady, yeah. your mom. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Um, and then uh, it goes to the rings and Chris has the rings and Tom is all the way at the back of the line for best men. And he's like, Come on. I don't have the rings. Come on. Um, and uh, and then they get married and animal control guys, Brett and Harris are there. <laughs> and Brett, like they open the, the door and Brett's like, let fly. And Harris throws one and it falls right to the ground. Like that one's dead. We know that now. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I know. Harris. I know. I know. Every time I'm They're like, I, I just want more at a whole show. Yes. I want their yes. show. Uh, so wedding's happening. Reception's going on and it cuts to Chris dancing. Uh, and Chris dancing is always a delight. Mm-hmm. Um, it, he's, his whole body is ha- it's happening. Uh, so they're doing that. And then Ron tells Leslie that April and Andy were going to get, going to do whatever they want. They're going to get married. There's no stopping this train. Um, and you know, Ron's like, what do we know? I've been married twice, divorced twice. Had burned two effigies. And uh, Leslie says, wait, weren't you married three times? It's like, yes, I get to divorce another. I get to burn another ex-wife effigy. <laughs> and he gives us some advice on how to do that. So um, you got to stand a safe distance from the effigy. And then there's the uh, the speeches. And April's sister gives a speech um, that's pretty nice. And then she ends it by saying, if anybody finds my gray hoodie, I'm, I lost it. And April <laughs> is like so moved by this speech. She gets up and hugs her. Um, and then it cuts to Tom, who brings in a speech consultant to help him write a baller speech. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's John Ralphio. Oh, perfect. And he recommends a Vince Vaughn quote from Fred Claus. <laughs> 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 so, okay. <laughs> and Tom is like following him. He's like, Vince Vaughn quote from Swingers or from Wedding Crashers. Fred Claus. Fred Claus. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And then he's still right on board. Um, and then Andy uh, is there ending the party, uh, cut, cuts off speeches, you know, essentially after grandma's like, who can follow that? And so Tom's like, I, I wanted to follow that. <laughs> right. Um, and uh, so he can't even give the speech. Cuts over back to the singles event and found out that April and Andy got married. Donna tells her essentially, get over yourself. That boy's looking at you. Go like flirt with that guy. Um, and so she does. Anne is starting to take some agency for her life, which is good for her. Um, and uh, and then Andy uh, and the band are playing. Mouse is playing at their wedding. Um, and Andy thanks Tom, his best, best man. Uh, and he, he says, "What do whatever makes you happy. Like, we never thought about this. Like, I can't stress how little we thought about this whole getting married thing. Um, and then Leslie looks over to Ben. And, uh, you know, a little knowing look from the audience for the audience to say, yeah, she she wants to do what makes her happy. She wants to. She wants Ben to stay and she'll say that later, but uh, cut to Chris and he's out intensing Oren. <laughs> like they're yes. deep conversation and Oren is so creeped yeah. out by Chris. Like, I have to go. <laughs> I love that, too, because it's like they, they specifically said, like, like super intense goodness will overcome creepy darkness like that's yeah. it will win <laughs> right yeah it totally makes sense um and so uh april tells comes over and tells leslie that she loves her and they hug and harris talking to ben says hey what's the deal with that cute girl april is she down to clown what's her deal <laughs> and uh and ben's like 
April from the wedding <laughs> five minutes ago. He's like, oh, she's the girl from that thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so all the good ones um, are taken, bro. <laughs> yeah. And Ben looks over at Leslie. He's like, hmm. And then Leslie comes and tells Ben he should stay. And Ben said, I already accepted the job. So they're on the same page. It's so beautiful. It's wonderful. Love is in the air. Well, and, and what was nice about that is that like nobody coerced the other into staying or making a choice so that nobody mm-hmm. could like, and not, you know, sometimes in shows like this, like, oh, you, you made me stay. And so when there's a slight fight, you know, there's, there's animosity there, but they both had already made their decisions. And so I thought that's why their, their characters will be able to be together later on down the road, which I thought was pretty cool. It's yeah. just a good way to do it. That, that when she said you should stay and he's, and if he had made up his mind at that point, you know, he was changing for her versus he had already made up his mind. So I thought that was a nice little detail. Yeah. Yeah. Good points. Good points. Um, and so, yeah, fancy party. It happened. It's wonderful. Cut to the credit scene. April or Anne is getting texting tips from Donna. <laughs> uh, one of the guys from the single event is texting her and she's like, what should I say? And Donna's response is like, who's this? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Donna's like, make the man work for it. Um, and, uh, we'll see that, uh, she has a particular power over the men of Pawnee. Um, and then they also get a video call from Andy and April and their honeymoon at Burley's family's lake house. So the wedding was at Burley's house. Their honeymoon was at Burley's family's lake house. Um, <laughs> Burley is really the linchpin of their relationship. Yeah, Burley's Burley's a good dude. Yeah. Eventually as the show continues, I mean, I mean, a little spoiler here, if you've never watched this. Uh, as the show continues, Burley leaves that house and Ann, <laughs> yeah. or April and Andy stay. <laughs> so where did Burley go? <laughs> they actually bring in another roommate. Ben will live with them yes. for a while. Like, yes. there's a lot going on uh, at that house that like Burley made it all possible. So I like it. I like that that's like in the background, like Burley, like the band and all of that stuff. It's just in the background making it work. And uh, we, we never really get to see it. But just thinking about all of the, the things back you know, like, that have to happen for this to mm-hmm. actually ha- you know, go. It's yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. And one of the things I love about Burley's character in this, this series is just how much he's willing to do for Andy. Yeah. Because Andy needs a team of adults. <laughs> <laughs> it, takes, it takes a village. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't have enough adults in his life. Just like if it's like with just April, he needs a team of adults and Burley is going to continue to be that for him uh, in the future. So, um, yeah. So, yeah, that I love this episode. Yes. I, it's one of my favorites. And it was rated 9.1 yeah. on the uh, the IMDb machine. Um, and Seabass uh, Morals Chang, uh, Morales Chang, not Morals Chang. Seabass yeah. uh, Morales Chang says one of the best, if not the best possibly one of the best episodes of the entire series. The chemistry between April and Andy is one of the cutest, weirdest, and most natural on all TV. The ceremony scene was so moving. This is the perfect wedding for the perfect couple. Nothing fancy, just two humans that loved each other among their friends and family. What a great summary. Was this review helpful to you? Yes. <laughs> I marked it yes. You better not make me log in IMDb. Um, and then also, uh, trivia. We, this is where we learn their middle names, Roberta mm-hmm. and Maxwell. Um, and Andy, uh, a little call out to Andy's life here. Chris Pratt will play Star-Lord in Guardians of the Galaxy. 
And then he tells April that he is the luckiest man in the galaxy. Oh, wow. And so that's just a fun little coincidence because it's a couple seasons after this that he actually gets cast for Star-Lord. Um, yeah, I didn't find any other trivia or notable quotes on the IMDb machine. Did you find anything in your preparation for this recording, sir? No, not uh, not really. Um, other right. than they, I I do believe they try to keep the the wedding a secret um, to to a lot of fans and stuff uh, heading into it. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, other than that, not not really. I like. What did you think of this as a wedding episode? Um, I thought it was good. I'm glad there wasn't any like um, anybody speak now or forever hold your peace mm-hmm. moment because mm-hmm. that would have given a, a Leslie opportunity to speak now. And I'm glad they didn't give her that chance. Right. In fact, when when I do weddings, uh, I never give that chance. It's like this. We're we're doing this. I'm not going to give you the opportunity, ex boyfriend, to derail this whole ceremony. Yeah. There's a reason you're an ex boyfriend. You've had your chance. You're done. Get out of here. And I kick him in the face. That's the whole thing. I, I, I've thought it through. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. But I thought it was a good, good wedding episode. Not too much pressure. Mm-hmm. Like no, no major lead up. It just happened. Right. I loved it. Yeah. Yes. So. Yeah. I think I, it was great that this really subverted the whole sitcom, you know, wedding thing, like all the fights and all the, you know, drama that goes along with it. And if anything, it was more, it wasn't between the people who were getting married. It was the, you know, Leslie, Leslie was the one who had the most problem, you know, with the wedding itself, but yeah, it just kind of happened and it fits their characters, which I thought was great. They're just young and impulsive. And, um, so why draw it out? And, and what I really liked about it, even though this is season three, you know, it wasn't this whole, will they, won't they like, they just, they kind of got together. They got married really fast, which is awesome. And now we get to see them do life together as kind of these young weirdos trying to figure it all out, which I think is a fun way to do it versus, Oh my gosh, after eight years of friends, they finally get married or whatever, you know, whatever show it might be. So I don't know. Mm -hmm. I think that's a really cool way to do it. Agree. Okay. I was just thinking about this too, because you said, what do you think about the, this as a wedding episode, Mike sure. in the shows that, uh, you know, in the office, Mm Mm-hmm. Parks and Rec and Brooklyn Nine-Nine, they all have wedding episodes. Mm-hmm. The only one that doesn't have a wedding episode is uh, The Good Place. Mm. But it starts with Chidi and what's her face? Eleanor as soulmates, like right off the bat, <laughs> like your soulmates. Right. And then the journey of that that show is, are they? <laughs> right. Yeah. So, yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Mike Sher must really love weddings. Yeah, and, and his wedding episodes are, they're kind of that subverted, you know, not not your standard wedding. Like, even if you think about The Office, you know, spoilers, you know, there's, there is the plan B. which So, like, the first part was kind of your standard wedding, and then mm-hmm. there was plan B, which was so great. Like, that was the twist. So, like, he leaned into the, the, the trope, and then M. Night Shyamalan yeah. does. He totally did. Yeah. Uh, Turns okay. out Michael Scott sees dead people. <laughs> All right. Super fast. Only because we're ahead of schedule. Only 47 minutes. Um, what is like the strangest, like you've, you've done a lot of weddings. What, 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 what's some of the weirdest, you know, things that have happened or that you've seen at a wedding that you even have been to or been a part of as an officiant? 
Um, one of the most uncomfortable weddings that I've ever been a part of. Uh, the couple wanted to have like a worship service mm-hmm. in the wedding. Oh, wow. And I was like, oh, okay, who's going to lead these songs and how many songs? And I'm like, we want to do four songs. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's not short. Um, and then they had a friend who that was going to lead the songs. And so, yeah, that was really, really uh, different. The most fun wedding that I've ever been to uh, was a, like, it was on the Seattle Ferris wheel. And uh, it was yeah. the bride and the groom. and they're like brother and sister and niece and nephew. We were all in one of those cars mm-hmm. and we did the wedding on the wheel. <laughs> that was really fun. It's awesome. So yeah, it was different. Um, but uh, yeah, it was really fun. And her family, her mom and sisters and stuff uh, were in the next car. Okay. So they were at the wedding, <laughs> but they weren't uh, in the wedding car. <laughs> so it was, they paid a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> to just go on the ride <laughs> and not see any of the ceremony. When you first so. started saying that, I thought like they were like at the bottom, like, like just when you first started talking about the family. And then I just imagined like a whole group of people, like their wedding party and everything at the bottom. And then every time the wheel came around, they're like an update. Like, what'd she say? What happened? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they just kept going. And the wheel is actually a much longer <laughs> ride than you might think. Oh, oh, it is. Yes. And it is longer than a ceremony that of that style would need to be (laughs) like like we're not doing like we're not doing communion there's no special music we're not doing the processional all the things that make a wedding longer uh we're not a part of this so now it just turns into an awkward elevator ride when it's over yeah yeah we're just like hanging out like oh this is this is fun so what are you guys doing what are you guys doing after yeah seattle's pretty (laughs) but not as pretty as you i mean yeah you're like yeah fantastic wow So, but yeah, that was probably one of the most fun weddings I've ever been to. Weddings are, my philosophy with wedding is nobody is here to see the minister. So I'm going to do everything I can to make this as quick as possible. You know, like you, people really are here to celebrate the couple. And so like do all the like stuff that they want to have happen in the ceremony, but like they don't need long stories. Like, oh man, the, the pastors who give like long sermons during a wedding. Mm-hmm. It's like, dude, get over yourself. This is not about you. Uh, you should have gone over all of this with this couple in pre-marriage counseling. <laughs> um, and uh, like, they should know this. You, you are not trying to cram for the exam right now. Please, sir. Um, <laughs> Do you not realize so, that cake is at stake? Why are you taking so long? They're already going to do the cake at the end of the reception. Come on, man. Let's get to the end of the reception sooner. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I And then also, like, one of the worst parts about oh here's a, here's a weird wedding, um, <laughs> it was on one of the Argosy boats. Yes, which is a, crew, a lot of des- which is destination like, weddings. For, for those of you, <laughs> for those of you who don't know, like here in the Northwest Puget Sound, we have a lot of you know open waterways, and so the Argosy boats will will take you out and whale watching or things like that. Anyway, keep going. Yeah, so it was uh, on, started on Lake Union, and uh, so I was like, okay, <laughs> no, no, sorry, I'll, no no whales there. <laughs> Never mind, no whales. <laughs> So I, uh, I was like, they're like, we're going to do that on the boat. And I was like, oh, great. And I thought, and I should have asked, I thought, we'll just do the ceremony and then like on the boat. And then we will, they will leave for the party on the boat. And before they leave, I will leave. <laughs> nope. <laughs> no. And I didn't know anybody 
and other than the bride and the groom, I didn't know anybody in the whole wedding. So I sat on the Argosy boat on Lake Union <laughs> by myself <laughs> for three hours in a suit. <laughs> Just like, oh, this is a long time. <laughs> and I like Kathy was like, where are you? And I was like, my plan did not work. <laughs> you got Shanghai. Is that a thing? Can you, did. can you say that? I don't know. I was a st- I was an involuntary so stowaway. <laughs> oh <laughs> man! Like, and it's well, a lake. It's here? a lake. You can see the shore. You're like, oh man, should I sw- should I swim for it? Can I make it? Oh man, there. Were, well, we went under the. We went through the cut by a university. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was a moment where I was like, if I get up on top, dude, can I can I grab one of those bridges? Uh. <laughs> so the oh, it was it was, and it was, I didn't even have an iPhone yet. Oh man! So, like I had nothing to entertain myself. Like. It could have just been like, wow, this is just a really long grocery line. If I had my iPhone just <laughs> sitting there, like, but I didn't have that. I just was there, like, watching all these people, like, really happy. And I was happy for the couple. It was great. People come up to you after a wedding, they're like, good job. I was like, thank you. <laughs> at that <laughs> point, you. at that I, point, you're like, I don't want to talk to anybody. <laughs> I just yeah. want to go. I'm ready to to be done with this part of my day. So it was a long day. But how was the cake? But there's, uh. Not memorable. Okay. All right. So, yeah. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Anyway. Yeah. Well, thanks for asking. Yeah. Uh, no, you're welcome. You have a great wedding story, Jeremy. <clears throat> oh, yeah. About the cake? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm just, making sure, that. I'm just making sure. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, yeah. So, we, we ordered our cake from a, a cake a place that made cakes. And so, it was my That's job. It's called a bakery. Yeah. Yeah. It was a bakery at, at a... Uh, a red apple over in, on the east side of it doesn't matter where it was. And so my my best man and I went to go pick it up um, like before the wedding. And he had a Toyota Tacoma truck. And uh, this we had it was a really delicious cake. Um, we it was a three tiered cake. Um, so it had like the the pillars on for two levels. And as we left, I, we got it. It was in a big box um, because we were they didn't offer delivery. We had to drive it to the the venue. So I had it. I sat down in the passenger seat with the box in my lap. And as soon as we left the parking lot, the whole cake started to shift on the pillars. And just each layer, each layer started to kind of like collapse in on the next layer below it. And I'm I'm in my I'm in my suit and everything. And so I reach in and I try to grab it. I'm saving I'm getting frosting all up my sleeves. And it was really it was really good. And my but it was like there's nothing we can do at this point. Like there's nothing at all. So you know, we get to the venue and I talked to the, the bridesmaid, my wife's sister, um, and my sister. And I'm like, Hey, listen, this, the cake fell. We don't really have a cake. You got to go back and get like, it's ruined. It's just, it's just, just mush at this point. Um, but except for the very top, like, can you call the, the, the bakery and see if they can come up with like a sheet cake, anything at all. So they did. And it was great. So I didn't tell my wife any of this before, you know, we got the ceremony and all this. And I said, don't tell Terry, don't tell Terry, which is a good, you know, you want to start your relationship off with a secret. With secrets. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and so we get married and all this stuff. So we, we, they, they go to change over everything and we go to right before we get our pictures and, and all that stuff in between, we go up, we have like five minutes alone. And I said, listen, I, I sit her down and say, hey, I, there's something I, I have to tell you. I feel really, really bad. Um, and she gets really nervous. She's like, and, and I asked her later, she's like, I thought you were going to say you had like another family or you've been married before or you have a kid somewhere. (laughs) 
And I said it was, you know, that the cake had fallen. And she goes, oh, that's okay. Uh, I thought it was going to be worse than that. So basically what happened was the, the, um, the sheet cake came, the bride's, the best Terry sister took her bouquet, her, um, oh, bridesmaid. What's the head bridesmaid called? Maid of honor. Maid of honor. Maid of honor bouquet. And she kind of tore it apart and put all the, the flowers all over it to decorate it. And, uh, we cut the, the top the very top of the cake that had fallen because it didn't get mashed from below. Um, and that's what we, we cut and yeah, that was, you know, it was fun. Like, like. We didn't let it ruin the day and it was a story and yeah, it was kind of fun. So yeah. Awesome. There you go. Super fun. Yeah. Well, listener, if you made it this far <laughs> and you have a fun wedding story, we'd love to hear about it. Or a bad one. Or yeah. Bad a wedding disaster or a wedding triumph. <laughs> if you have a wedding victory, I'd <laughs> we, love to hear about it. We made it. <laughs> Still married. Yeah. That's a great win, guys. Sure. Good job. Sure. Every day is a win. <laughs> um, and so... Uh, yeah, we'd love to hear about it. So email us, parksandconversation at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, we'd look, to, look forward to hearing from you real soon. So, all right, we should let these people go. They probably have to like, you know, have a life other than sitting intently listening to this. Like I know they are. Okay. Like, nothing else going on, just listening to this. So we should stop. Well, all right. Goodbye. Bye.